even to you, God. I, I guess you are God, I mean, who I've been talking to, whom Tony has been dripping in on. But again, I guess I have been, I mean, I've been chatting to God, but I have no way of knowing. I mean, I call it your name, and I start chatting, right? And as I chat, I have to admit, I wonder, who the heck am I talking to? I mean, this question begs this question. How do your creatures see you, God? I mean, for those who do see you, I mean, are they motivated, motivated by, by, by personal, self-serving interests, motivated by superstition, maybe by some sort of calling, perhaps at birth, perhaps after almost dying? If they do see you, I mean, do they see you with open eyes? I say that because, well, there are those, well, that cheat. They see you through squinted eyes, giving themselves some existential wiggle room. I think I see you, but it's hard to tell. Lastly, and no less dominating, are your creatures that think that the whole God thing is a bunch of human masturbating bullshit? I mean, let's face it, besides the burning bush, not that that's a health issue, that burning bush moment, you know, we have never known what you look like. We have never heard your voice, except as Charleston Heston. And you've ne never written much except well, the Ten Commandments. I mean, in short, you have not given us much to go on. We are blind, forcing to have to believe in the unseen, which is how, well, I assume you want it. But what would be the point of faith if, if there is proof, right? That all doubt has been removed. I mean, what the? What's the fun in that? You realize, since this is your design, that your creatures, though, are visual machines. We, we, we take in much of what we know through our eyes. And when we need to see what we can only imagine, we do just that, God. We imagine. Your creatures have and continue to create their own images of you in ever-expanding shades and shapes and sizes. I mean, it is hard for me to believe, but there are those who really still believe that you, God, are an old man with a long flowing beard and sit on a celestial throne. I mean, how ridiculous! Next scene. Well, it turns out, well, guess what? The ridiculous is true. Hmm. You are not nature or an amorphous, all-knowing spirit living everywhere, knowing everything, like the internet. You're not a woman, not a man-woman. You're more like a Mel Brooks. I love Mel, but not enough to pray to him. See, we all have our unshakable constructs of what you look like, even if it is only to deny other constructs with no idea of your own. And while creatures like myself may spend time contemplating this topic, there are the right-between-the-eyes gang who spend none of their days thinking about you because, to them, you don't fucking exist. This gang detests it. When someone says, oh, Johnny passed. People pass gas or pass go or pass out. But when their hearts stop beating for good, you don't pass, you fucking die. Plain and simple. Done. No heaven, no hell, no pearly gates or VIP parking lot, no 20 feet flames of heat or a, a, a horned red-skinned devil to torture you. No! 
Here today, gone tomorrow, next. You were here, and now you are not. And I should have asked you, darn it, if I could have your refrigerator before you passed. Yeah, that refrigerator, you only got it a couple years ago. And didn't you get the extended warranty? Yes, you were right, all right, you were right to get the side-by-side -side with the freezer below. There, I said it. Did you? Do you really come to the conclusion that not giving us a more detailed bio of yourself, you know, your favorite crews, your favorite colors, or allergies, would stop us from wondering from creating our own bio? Not knowing invites curiosity. Not knowing adds to the struggle of your game. Yes, 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 I get that. If we knew what you look like, right, we would carry images of you with us on the dashboards of our cars or around our necks inside of house of worship, or on our skin. Huh, well that kind of sounds familiar. You see, it doesn't make a difference whether we know what you look like or not. We're gonna do these things. We're gonna carry the images. Buddha said, don't make an image of me. Well, guess what? Duh, we're visual creatures. And we're gonna go on making visuals and in forms of Play-Doh, or, or stone, or plastic, right? That's who we are. Anyway, why not show up? Here's an idea, right? Why not show up every year at the Super Bowl at a halftime show, just the halftime show. You stand there on the masses while fireworks light up the sky, and then you exit stage left. That's it. We don't see you, hear from you, feel your wrath or divine intervention until the next halftime show. What about that? I mean, if we knew what you looked like, life would still be a bitch, God. And knowing you truly do exist would not change those creatures praying to you every day for help and guidance, absolution, protection, etc., etc., etc. They were fully committed without knowing very little about you. And they're not going to change. And to the gang of non-believers, they would take it as a matter of pride to never ask you for any help. I want to say I did this all on my own and God had nothing to do with it. So knowing what you look like would just piss them off. When we chat, I ping pong between ping, you are laughing at me, not with me, I'm a weasel, stop talking and leave me alone. Pong, you are listening and I truly feel removed from everything, altered as I settle my butt on the creaky stool and start our chat. You do hear me, and you do want what I have to say. You want to hear it. I'm important to you as you are to me. Come on, tell me! Are you a pirate, a shyster, a confused boy, a banished genius, the universe's first game show host? We can't help ourselves. We can't help ourselves. Don't you get it? Give us a clue. Huh? And for that gang, no matter how much they deny, they are stuck with their mouths open when you ask, hey, if there is no God, who created something out of nothing? Who or what made all this? Yes, it's been billions of years in the making. Yes, it started with a big bang. But something cannot come from nothing without a force to begin it all. There has to be someone who took a deep breath and exhaled it ever so slowly. And that force, that someone, is you. The burning bush, that is not who you are, obviously. That was a bush. He lit it on fire. Fire invokes awe and danger and power. 
and it's something Moses, your creature, could understand. But God, you underestimate us. Have you seen Chris Nolan's films or read any works by, by fine science fiction writers? We are not without imagination to see in ways extremely foreign to us. Why not take a chance and ease our minds that are burdened with these pockets of doubt about even to the true believer? I mean, don't you see that those who do believe in the dark of night start thinking you are a figment of their imagination? We needed to invent you to keep us from going insane. We made you up, just like you made us up. We're even wrapped up forever in our interwoven dreams. <laughs> interwoven dreams? My God, do you hear me? My atheist friends would break my balls for a week over this one. Thinking sometimes about this whole topic sends me into hallmark hell. Yet even my most, my most diehard pragmatic friends would admit ever so quietly after a number of drinks and a joint that they have experienced a feeling that, well, gives them pause. A friend texted me and he said, as some famous Musar teacher from days gone by said in his sermon, he stood in front of the congregation, looking at community, smacking his fist on the podium and said, enough to be alive. Smiling, he sat down. The spark of life is reason to pause. Nature offers, offers us, gives us reason to pause. Being told you have months to live gives us pause. For me, though the creative process gives me pause. The power of creativity is the gateway to understanding you. In my opinion, I mean, creativity begins in the void. There is nothing, and then comes the first word, sound, movement, which begs the next word, the next sound, next movement, forming spirals of creative ether that shines out into the darkness. And it was good. Creation. To be creative, to be creative is to be your apprentice. There are many artists who actually refuse to talk about how they work. I mean, how did you write that song? Uh, how did you know to do? No, I'm not saying. Creativity is a secret, sacred act. To reveal the how of personal creation could rupture the connection between the divine and oneself. I've always seen you as an artist, God. You two are very protective, very secretive about your creation. And scientists who try to unpack that, who discover, uncover a mystery of your universe, have said that they feel closer to some higher spirit. Science has never been your assassin, but your ally, your, you know, documenter, the, that stenographer, out to prove the creatives creative genius of your game. And it is creative genius. So after all is said and done, why not see you as the old man with the flowing white beard sitting on a throne? I mean, why not? Your creatures are surely can identify with it. And we are made in your image. Could it actually be this simple? <laughs> you know, would it be so terrible to pray to Mel Brooks.
You know, as I've said to you before, creativity to me is, it, well, it's everything. It's the reason I put a song in our chat. I mean, I do it, to be honest with you, more for me than for you. Sure, I want you to enjoy my creation just as you want me to enjoy your creation. And I can't wait to write a new song. But I wonder sometimes, God, I mean, you created this. It's like the artist had the one big song, the one big movie, the one big novel. But now what? I mean, are you out there creating new works in other dimensions? I mean, as an artist, it's like potato chips. You don't stop at one. Just like I don't stop at one song. So, here's another. What do you look like? Can you give me a clue? Are you totally got big ears? Hey, did you dye your hair blue? Why won't you tell me? Why the mystery mask? Here I am, here I am, here I am. Is it too much to ask? Is it too much to ask? Is it too much to ask? But you say, love me, love me blind. See me clearly in your mind. And if you feel so inclined, it may last for all of time. You say, just have faith in all that's sweet and divine. Love isn't a look, but something more sublime. What is it for you? But not for me. I need, I need, I need certainty to set me free. To set me free. But you say, love me, love me blind. See me. What do you look like? Can you give me a clue? Hey, do you have tall? Are you tall? Do you have big ears? Did you tie your hair blue? Why won't you tell me? Why the mystery mask? Here I am, here I am. Is it too much to ask? Is it too much to ask? Is it too much to ask? But you say love me.
Well, well, well. What do you look like? It's funny. When I'm uh, sleeping, which I'm going to try to do in between peeing half the night, I don't really think about what you look like. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, I do when I'm awake sometimes, but like I said, does it really make a difference? But it does to a certain degree. Because to talk like I'm doing right now, you feel like you're talking to yourself. And that, that particular construct of talking to yourself from a human creature point of view, that seems like you need some therapy or maybe you need some restraint. In any case, I'm gonna restrain myself from babbling on here and I'm gonna go to bed. I always love talking to you, even if it is to myself. My God, rest.